Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, guys? We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah! Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vazana, and as always, my brother Noel. Hey, Noel, after taking a bit of a mental health day on Friday, how are you feeling today? Feeling better? Uh, back to normal. I mean, I had that one day and I felt, you know, feeling pretty good, feeling rejuvenated. Yeah. Until about one o'clock hit. <laughs> All came crashing down. I mean, it was torture, man. It was just awful. It really was. It really was like watching an old person deteriorate from dementia, like a grandparent yeah. or a great grandparent or whatever it is. And they're, you, you visit the old person home and they're not the same that they were. And it's just so depressing. Well, Rivera might have dementia. I'm not uh, sure. I mean, but... I'm starting to think that. <laughs> It's like going to hospice right. and just uh, saying your final goodbyes, you know? It's like, <laughs> know, Jesus it Christ. So demoralizing, my God. I, I mean, honestly, a few of the games have felt that way this yeah, year. This one the most, though, by far, yeah. I would say. <sighs> All right, well, let me get through this real quick. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook group. Just search Beltway Sports Bros. You can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. One last thing, if you are listening to the show right now, which obviously you are, please hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss a single episode going forward. All right, let me do a quick recap of an overall disgusting game. Um, yeah, you ready? Yeah. You can uh, go take a nap or something <laughs> right. for a couple minutes. All right, but um, <laughs> so to start the game, an obvious three and out for Washington. Goes without saying. Pretty par for the course there. And then next drive, LA puts together a 10-play, 78-yard drive, ending with a one-yard touchdown by Darrell Henderson. Washington then responded with a 10-play, 73-yard touchdown drive, ending with a seven-yard run by Kyle Allen. On the next drive, L.A. went 75 yards in four plays, ending with a 44-yard touchdown bomb with Goff to Fuller. Washington then punted on the next possession. Then L.A. went nine plays, 83 yards, ending with a two-yard Goff scramble for a touchdown. They didn't even know where he was. It was like he wasn't even there. Right. It reminded me like the water boy when they, oh, he just drops the football and he just comes <laughs> and picks it up. I was like, come on, you know. And then... Uh, <laughs> Uh, then a pretty big play here. Kyle Allen got crushed going for a first down with a helmet to helmet shot by Jalen Ramsey. And then your old buddy, Alex Smith, trots onto the field right before the two minute warning. Is that a trot? Yeah. Uh, you know, limp, a trot. Yeah, I'm not really whatever. sure what it was. <laughs> and then does nothing to speak of. And then they punt with 43 seconds left, though, which could have been a turning point in the game. In the first half, Kendall Fuller picked off Jared Goff after some heavy pressure from Chase Young. And then Washington with three timeouts. Only musters up 29 yards and burns through 49 <laughs> seconds, which felt like, I don't know, 10 seconds, yeah. but you know, and then Dustin Hopkins kicks a 48 yard field goal, then the half making it 20 to 10. There was a bit of a chance there, you know, possibly, but then the second half started. Now there's a torrential downpour throughout the rest of the game. And then uh, there wasn't much to speak of in the second half, honestly, other than a lot of punting. The Rams did tack on a field goal in the third and a touchdown drive, about six and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. 
Game over. Final score of 30-10, to 10, LA Rams. All right, no, let's get on with it. What were your thoughts of the game? I know everybody loves it, but I just don't have the energy to be uh, yelling through this process. But hey, You had a day off, you know? I you know, be, I know. My vocal cords should be nice and ready to go. I'm like a tenor, man. But here's the deal. As usual, the team came out sputtering initially. Uh, they yeah. got down, and uh, the defense gives up. They go three and out, give up a demoralizing long drive. I mean, when you're 96 points to 34 in first halves, something's got to give. This team is not built. I don't know what the hell they're built for, but they're definitely not built to be behind in games like this. And Fuck no. Defensively, they got owned in the first half. Three straight touchdown drives. Goff did whatever he wanted. He looked like Patrick Mahomes out there. He was making throws all over the place. Short passes, passes over the middle, bombs. Landon Collins, he needs to go, man. Horrible. He needs to go. He is done. You know, and Everett comes in for Apke just long enough to get a PI, a critical pass interference, which Mm -hmm. um, put him back again. The defense couldn't get out of their own way, and the Rams were just running on them, passing on them. Whatever they wanted to do, they could do it. Were you defending Apke there for a second? I was. I was. Over Everett? Shit. Everett's always been halfway decent in when he comes what? in. He just ne- a sp- yeah, oh, never that gets special it. teamer guy. Like, yeah, well, that I was Lorenzo Ale- that Lorenzen Alexander guy. You know it. Yeah. Well, he does do that well. Yeah. But you know, what a disgusting display. Uh the O line was horrendous. Awful. I mean absolutely horrendous. I don't give a shit who's back there at quarterback. I think Dwayne Haskins probably would have had a better showing than any of the, than the other two guys, but you know, we'll never know. We'll never know because he's apparently going to be traded before the trade deadline. So eight sacks, Aaron Donald had four. They have a good defensive line, but they're not that good. Aaron Donald's a beast. You know what he had coming into the game? He's a complete beast. He's one of the best defenders in the league. I'm not denying that. He's a problem for everyone. Probably he the, had three but, and a half sacks yeah. coming into this game. Today he had four, four. Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything to protect. They didn't use running backs. They didn't overload. They utilized nothing. The first drive that Kyle Allen had, they did everything that we talked about that they should have been doing with Haskins. Running the ball, rolling out, moving the pocket, going to one option. They were doing everything they possibly could to protect Kyle Allen and have done nothing to protect Haskins as far as their deficiencies. Well, they still only ran the ball 14 times, and one of those... I mean, two no, no, of those were Kyle I'm Allen talking about and, and on that Alex one drive. Smith. They were throwing screen passes. Yeah. They were doing everything. Well, in fairness, the last game, the only real good drive that they had, that was the Antonio Gibson drive, but then they just went away from it. So they just have these moments of clarity like on offense you're like okay well now let's let's be balanced and let's run the ball and do quick screens and things like that and then i don't know and then the rest of the game is the rest of the game I, they they kind of have like one good drive every Anybody game it seems does. like no no i know i'm saying but they do what they do well and but in this game they couldn't what do, do anything they do i mean well, Matt? And, uh, nothing i'm saying that when they do it well like when they lean on antonio gibson I mean, but he couldn't even do anything in this game. It was just, it was just a disaster. Look, they had 108 fucking yards in this game. 108. 108 How is that even, yards. You can do that by accident. How is that even possible? Your quarterbacks, your guy that knows the <laughs> offense. That was mm-hmm. the reason why you put Haskins out onto the street, basically begging for change. 74 yards passing. Mm. If you're going to pass for 74 yards. Could you at least have a higher percentage than 60% completion percentage? 9 of 13? 
Then Smith comes in and blazes it up. That's that Fitzpatrick spark that everybody loves off the bench. And you know what he did? Nine of 17 for 37 yards. I think I could urinate in a game for 37 yards distance. (laughs) Well, how about this? They were complaining about Haskins yards per completion. 1.8 yards per completion in this game. 1.8. Think about that, everybody. You can fall forward and get 1.8 yards. You can lean for, you can get shot, drop dead, (laughs) and fall forward with the ball in your hands for a yard and a half. I don't know what to say. And you can't blame it on the rain because the the Rams seem to figure it out. Fuck no. And. Blame it on, isn't the lip dick passes that they were throwing around. Anybody could have caught those. Yeah. So much for the uh, quick slants. Those went the way of the dodo. McLaren had a hell of a day. He's loving that Haskins is out. I forgot he was in the fucking game. Well, uh, you know, there was a, a horrible overthrow by Alex Smith when he was wide open. You know, the announcer, they've got to get on the same page. Yes, and practice. On the same page. Smith has been in the league for 90 years. He doesn't need chemistry with guys because they're young. Like, get the fuck out of here. The guy's never been able to throw the ball deep. He played exactly how he played before the injury. Okay? In fairness, Noel, the guy... He played the same before he did before the injury, Matt. He sucks. (laughs) I don't give a shit about leg. Kyle Allen did the same shit when he came in there. They limp dick these guys around. They tried to save them from themselves. They tried to cover their ineptitudes. Do you really think that Haskins couldn't have passed for 74 to 37 yards in a game? He passed for over 300 on a much better defense, so I, I don't right. know. Right. Give me a break. It's not like these guys were better in the pocket. They got sacked eight times. They got knocked down six. Give me a break. You know what drives me bonkers? The first thing out of these fucking guys' mouths was, you know, isn't it great to see him back on the field? Yes. Okay? I know everybody knows that I'm an Alex Smith hater. I will acknowledge that him coming back was virtually impossible. Yeah. Okay? The luster was gone after two drives of three and out. You could see the ineptitude. You could see the same bullshit. And everybody's like, whoa, everybody's holding their breath every time he gets hit. He's a professional freaking quarterback. He's gotten cleared by the doctors. If every time he goes in and gets hit by a player, you gasp, that's an issue. Yeah. Well, he looked healthy. He was moving around okay. I mean, he just didn't have a, he didn't have time. And obviously, but I don't think that it was strictly on the offensive line. I mean, you can't give up eight sacks, but... To give up eight sacks when all you're doing is throwing two-yard outs over and over again is pretty impressive, I will say. Well, I wanted to say as well that Alex Smith hasn't played in two years. He hasn't really practiced with the first team. I know that he's he did what he always does, and I agree with that. But I will say there's got to be some kind of a time for him to get used to playing back in the NFL. I mean, he almost got According his leg According to Rivera, Allen and Smith gave them the best chance to win this quarter of games. That's why... According to him, he benched Haskins. I looked at the schedule, and we're still in this shit. As a clown. So if we go two and four, and then, you know, we've got division games coming up. According to him, these two guys were basically a plug-and-play situation because they were still in contention for the division. Yeah. Did they look that way? 
Fuck no. Exactly. So what are we talking about? It got to the point, Matt, Allen, after his injury, was cleared to come back. And Rivera made an executive decision not to put him back in. Is that your best chance to win? This is a Brunel Ramsey situation is all it is, except he's doing it with two guys. Rivera coming in to take this job, he probably thought there was no chance in hell Alex Smith was going to be able to play. And then when he saw that there was an opportunity, he's just taken this weird route to get him to start. And he was one play away. And, you know, sure enough, Kyle Allen got hurt and he was thrilled. Guaranteed he was thrilled. And this is this well, is what he wanted to, the entire time. Well, according to him in the press conference, Allen is the starter. Oh, did he say that? Yeah, he said that. They asked him the question and they said, if Allen is healthy to start next game, will he start? And he said, Allen is our starter. Wow. So it's even more confusing. To my point, Allen got hurt. He got smashed. There's no doubt about it. How he wasn't concussed is beyond me. Beyond me. But he came back. He had an entire half, half halftime to reassess. Rivera said he was banged up but could have played. Doctors cleared him. He made an executive decision to continue on with Smith through the second half to protect Allen. But you put Allen in because you wanted to make a playoff run. Right. If Rodgers went down... And at halftime, they said, good, he's good to go. Or an, a quarterback that gave you the best chance to win and you're going for a playoff run, you wouldn't put your guy back in? You went through all this shit for a week to have this guy get hit, has the opportunity to go back in the game, and you don't put him back in for a guy that hasn't played in two and a half years. Makes no sense. It's very erratic behavior. You're right. Speaking of fucking dementia, Matt, nothing makes sense anymore. It makes no sense. Like, Kyle Allen is like a perennial pro bowler that you have to protect. Like, we're looking at the big picture here. Give me a break, dude. The guy's a mystery. And in reality, I mean, he played linebacker in the 80s, right? He may have a bit of dementia. How many concussions has this guy had in his life? Oh, seriously. I mean, so- <laughs> I mean, God damn, man. I'm surprised the guy can get out of bed. You know, he probably has to be in a dark room. <laughs> but going to the defense. Yes. You want to know a glorious stat with these gurus of defense? Fine. Not Rivera's fault offensively. He's just a moron. <laughs> he gives it to Turner to do his shit. What about defensively with your gurus of Rivera and Del Rio? This is a stat that I just saw. The first time since 1954, Washington hasn't given up four straight games of over 30 points. Really? Since 1954. That's pretty surprising. Right. That's pretty damn impressive. I was shocked. And these defensive guys that are supposed to be fucking the gurus and know all their shit have given up four fucking straight games of over 30 points. It seems the same thing every time. They start out like shit because they're not able to game plan throughout the week. And then they're very good, it seems like, at making adjustments. But they can't game plan for these teams ahead of time. So that's why they're always behind the eight ball immediately. I mean, you give up three straight touchdown drives just getting crushed like you're not even there. And then you saw at the end of the second half, they started to piece it together. But right. but this is, seems to be an ongoing theme. I don't know what the answer is. They've got what I would think are pretty good players. They weren't able to rush the passer at all today outside of the second half a little bit. But once you saw Goff, he is the kind of guy, if he's back there, he can pick you apart. If you get any pressure on him, example, that interception that he threw, what the hell was that? Because Chase Young got to him. Right. And he panicked. So everything, as we've talked about all season, is predicated to what the defensive line does. If they don't get pressure, it's a wrap. And they could not get any pressure at all. And they've given up 30 points a game every fucking game. 
except for the first one, right? So right. this is not just on the offense. Game planning is one thing, but they have enough talent on the... I'll even give the offensive side of the ball a pass a little bit. We knew the writing was on the wall with the offense before the season even started. But defensively, to get picked apart like this, especially in the trenches, the secondary we knew was going to be a little sketchy, but... In certain games, they held it together, and they're, like you said, not consistent. Everything's predicated on the trenches, and they got the shit kicked out of them in the the trenches today. Well, I will say that they stopped the run, and that's the first thing you want to do against the Rams. I mean, outside of that 46-yard run at the end of the game, which they tend to give up because they're on the field 90% of the game, they held the Rams at 2.5 yards a carry. So that's pretty impressive. I mean, the Rams with McVay and the, the Shanahan running scheme and all that, that's their bread and butter. They held them. They just couldn't stop the pass. I mean, they threw, what, 300 yards passing on them? 21 for 30. 9.7 yards per pass. They sacked him one time. To me, I mean, the only thing that stopped the Rams' offense in the second half was the rain. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they started hunkering down. The Robert Woods pass on that fourth down that they went for, if, if it wasn't rain and he was gone, that one that he dropped yeah. over the middle, That I mean, no, there was nobody back there. If he had caught that ball, it was over. I mean, that was another 40-yarder right there. The Rams definitely put the brakes on. The defense did play better in the second half. I'm not denying that at all. They were flying around a little bit more, making plays, but... The Rams were definitely in PG form. They were rated R in the first half and PG in the second. I mean, Goff started out 10 for 10. (laughs) He was just sitting back there picking them apart. Again, if the defensive line is not getting any pressure, there's no chance because they're, as we were concerned about all offseason, their safeties and their cornerbacks just aren't good enough. Bottom line, they can't hold anybody and their linebackers can't cover tight ends for a show. Oh, no. I mean, my God. Honestly, the best person that covered the tight end today was Chase Young. And the ironic (laughs) thing is the announcer was criticizing you. You really don't want Chase Young in coverage. Who do you want on him? Landon Collins? (laughs) Please. I'll put Chase Young on Julio Jones at this point. Yeah. I think a big turning point in this game was when they didn't go forward and forth and one. Oh, yeah. You can obviously see they just gave up two demoralizing drives on defense. You're on your own 45 on fourth and inches, roughly fourth and one. You have to go for that there. And this is not Monday morning quarterback shit. This is what I was yelling at at the TV. And then what happens? They punt it, move it down their throat again Trench for a third down straight. The field. Right. Yeah, I mean, you have to keep the ball at that point. And they were kind of moving the ball okay at that point. You have to know the situation that you're in. And Rivera acts like everything is isolated to him. He doesn't take into account what's happening in the game. You know, your defense is getting shredded. You're on the 45. You may never get there again with this offense. (laughs) Right. You would hope that you can pick up a foot, but nah. I mean, I had an 11-year-old sitting on the couch with me, Ryan. Two specific situations in which that happened. And he hates Haskins' guts, by the way. He calls them Trashkins. It was ecstatic that Haskins was out, but he saw that play. (laughs) That fourth down where they were going for it when Haskins was in there. I was like, yeah, exactly. That's ironic, isn't it? 11 year old. (laughs) They would have gone for it there with him in there. They would have gone for it if it was fourth and 10 with him in there. But they were protecting the guys that they wanted in there. That's what they were doing. Another example of bad coaching was when they had the, like you said in the beginning, they had 29 seconds left in the game. Jesus. They had completed a ball. They couldn't get out of bounds on the completion. They run up. They have two timeouts remaining. Waste 15 fucking seconds off the clock. And you know what they do with that 15 seconds that they wasted? A three-yard dump into the middle of the field and have to call a timeout anyway. It's incredible. An 11-year-old on the motherfucking couch called that out. Daddy, why didn't they just call the timeout with 29 seconds left and then figure it out then? Exactly. I don't know what to say. 
this guy, I've never in my life, I didn't follow the Panthers quite as much, but I always heard that he was horrible at clock management. I didn't think that it was ever to this level. He is a nightmare. The amount of time that he leaves on that field is inexcusable. And you should never go home with any timeouts. And he always does. And he goes from testing his young quarterback to going on 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 fourth downs to try to win, but then going forward on fourth downs not to win to test your quarterback. And the erratic behavior is maddening. I don't know what to say. I don't know what this guy is doing, what his plan is. We talked about it on the last show. If you want to win and Alex Smith is healthy enough to play, that's the guy that should play, right? Right. But yet now he's saying that Kyle Allen's the guy that's going to play. What the fuck is going on? I don't know. What is happening here? I don't know. I'm, I'm completely baffled by the whole thing. I've been baffled from it since day one. And um, these timeouts and these clock management situations and all that, they're at such critical momentum changing situations. Like you said, whether it's the defense getting their ass kicked or the offense needing to build some type of quick momentum going into a half or whatever it is, or being able to squeeze out three points. That's what the good teams do. Right. They squeeze out whatever the, that juice, that last ounce of juice out of the fruit. And he doesn't do that. Mm-mm. It's fly by seat of pants and I, he ain't wearing none. <laughs> Any analytic would have said, go for that on fourth and one, on fourth and inches, whatever it was. But like he said, he just goes by gut, by he's flying by the seat of his pants. There's no rhyme or reason for anything that he does. And nope. they're not going to win in this way. I mean, they don't have a good team overall, but you got to figure out what the fuck you want to do. Do you want to tank and get the first overall pick or get a top three pick, whatever? Or do you want to win the NFC East and have Alex Smith in there? But no, now we're having Kyle Allen in there. What do you want to do? Make a decision and stick with it. It reminds me of like a team that's close to making the playoffs in the NBA. Yeah. You know, like, do you really want to fight for that eight and eight spot and like go for that veteran guy for a last minute trade? Like go for Bogdanovich. Yeah. Yeah, Go for Bogdanovich just to say you made the playoffs and then fuck up your youth in the process of doing that or your draft status. It's the same thing. There's no rhyme or reason. What is the objective here? He doesn't know. There is none. And you can see it in the gameplay as well. It's baffling to me, and um, I'm over it, man. We're a third of the way through the season at this point, and I'm spent. I'll tell you what, Noel. I tweeted out during the game, it looks like this team gave up on Rivera. After the Haskins thing, I'm not saying that everybody backs Haskins, but I think the erratic behavior is weighing on these guys. Yeah. Just like it's weighing on us. It looked like they didn't give a shit out there. And then when Alex Smith came in, that's when they got that extra boost. There was no coincidence there. I think they saw him, everything that he's fought back from. He's the leader. He's the blah, blah, blah. And then they came in and started fighting on the defensive side. Yeah, it looked like they gave up on Rivera to me. We've talked about this. His behavior is going to wear on these guys. There's no way if you don't know what the objective is, is to win, is to lose, is to test your players. Eventually, there's going to be like, fuck off. These young guys don't know who the fuck Rivera is. Yeah, They don't know the 85 Bears. They don't know his bullshit with Carolina. They don't give a shit about any of that. They don't know what a VHS is, dude. (laughs) All right? So your little glory stories and all this crap and your rah-rah and you're here to straighten shit out, they don't care about the Redskins' name, football team, any of that. All they want is trust and go out there and kick ass. That's what they want. They don't need this erratic behavior. They want to know that they're going to play and that they're going to go out there and show quality on the field. And with this back and forth crap that you're doing right now, their head is spinning. 
Yeah, and the reports were that McLaurin was the only friend that Haskins had on the team, and he was like separated from everybody else. I'm sure one guy that's pretty pissed off is him because um, at least he got him the ball. The guy got targeted 10 times last game. You can just look at what a guy like Alex Smith does, and he's just going to throw the running backs. McLaurin knows that. Oh, and, yeah. And Kyle Allen, he's kind of the who the hell knows what he's going to do. But if the first half was any indication, they're just going to do the same shit with him, too. Well, Alex Smith has always been the path of least resistance. Of course. I mean, that's just his M.O. It's been that way. And that's what's driven him out of places. Because especially with the guys like Andy Reid, he's like, look, dude, I'm an offensive guru. We make shit happen here. I'm putting up 45 points a game. I'm not watching you fucking dink and dunk all over the goddamn place. All right? You can salvage your spot for a little bit, but... My offense is not predicated on what the hell you do yeah. and to save your ass and not make mistakes. If you make one, come back from it and beast out on the next drive. This scared play that Alex Smith has been doing for the last five years. Five, please. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, to finish things off, when they were talking about O'Connell and how McVeigh was saying, you know, what a godsend it was to have McConnell here um, because he doesn't have to worry about these things as much. And, you know, he can do he can be he, a head coach he, he can, now. Yeah. Yeah. It's so uh, it's, it's so, so ridiculous. Amazing, and then you see just ineptitude on the offensive side. And these guys are just doing whatever they want out there yeah. on the Rams. I mean, just not panic on their faces. These two young gurus, man, they're just on the sideline and be like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> It's amazing to watch. And O'Connell just looks so comfortable in his own skin over there. I mean, I've seen some interviews with him over here. It was just a nightmare. And now Rivera dumps him. We've lost so many of these up-and-coming guys that could really seriously make a difference with this organization. Now we're stuck with these two retreads, Del Rio and Rivera, and we're stuck with a Turner that is like a poor man's version of his dad, which ain't saying much. Yeah. To make that decision to get rid of O'Connell, it was confusing at the time, but now it makes total sense because Rivera is a nutcase. Apparently, he makes terrible football decisions. He wants to be once guys around him and an interner who wasn't even his offensive coordinator, like we talked about. And now the Adrian Peterson thing, the Haskins thing. Uh, what other terrible decisions has he made? I don't even know. But outside of the game time decisions. No, I, I got to tell you, I was a big proponent for getting Rivera, but you were spot on from the beginning. I, I am totally off the riverboat, so to speak. <laughs> You know, Thank you. yeah, you're right. It. You said you didn't think he was he was good. He's a defensive coordinator. You said that when they hired him and I didn't think they had a chance in hell to get him because of who they are. They got him. And this may be the worst decision they ever made. I mean, at the very least, I thought one defense of him. I thought that at, at least the organization itself would be in less turmoil. I don't feel that. No, I don't feel that at all. OK, maybe a woman's not getting her ass, you know, slapped. <laughs> but beyond that, where are we at? I don't know. I don't know. We don't have a bright future ahead, unfortunately. I, no. It, I, I don't know where this riverboat is going. We'll put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for this episode. As always, we're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, please share it on social media. Again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and our website, beltwaysportsbros.com. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you on Wednesday.